Your fresh dose of inspiration, motivation, and innovation is here. Featuring industry leaders and visionaries sharing real experiences and proven strategies to help you be inspired and take massive action to build a better business and life for yourself and others right now. Right now. Right now. We're about to see change happen. Welcome to Insta Leaders Radio with your host, Anthony D. Smith. My name is Anthony D. Smith, and on the show with me today, I have Ian Herkelson. Ian is uh, the CEO of Position One Marketing, an Edmonton uh, SEO services company based in Canada. And Ian uh, and his company, they help their clients get uh, seen on the first page of Google for in the top 10 search results of Google for their best keywords. Uh, they're currently tracking hundreds of top 10 search engine rankings for their clients uh, to make their businesses findable online where their prospects are looking. So it's great to have you on the show with me today, Ian. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? All right. You are in Edmonton, Alberta. So uh, are all of your clients, uh, who, who would be your perfect prospect or who do you help? Uh, where are they? Do you just work in Edmonton, or is it uh, global, around the world? Uh, who's your perfect prospect as far as who they are and what they do, as well as you know where they are? Uh, right now, our current clients are all based uh, in and around Edmonton, but we are definitely not limited to doing SEO for Edmonton just because it's, it's something that we can do online from, um, from anywhere in the world, and our clients can exist anywhere in the world. And our perfect prospect, our perfect client really is just uh, anybody that has a business uh, online that definitely wants to increase their exposure of their business, uh, specifically in, in the search engines and more specifically on Google. Uh, that's basically what we do. We help people identify you know, what are the best keywords that their potential clients are looking for and what is the most traffic um, that they could possibly get to their websites from those keywords. And then we do the specific things that we have to do to their website on-site and off-site in order to get them to start ranking in uh, Google and then the other search engines by default for those high-traffic keywords. And what that does for them is it gives them you know, a lot of um, traffic and exposure of their business online, which I believe Google is now pretty much the leader of the industry um, for where people go to find information. Like gone are the days are of like the yellow pages and stuff like that. So it's, it seems like Google's taken over and that's basically what we help people do. We help them get found. So how do you help them do this? Like what are the two or three biggest problems they have, whether they're true or not, uh, that you solve for them? Why do they become your customer? Um, basically because I think we help them identify how they're able to be found on Google. Like, I mean, I know a landscaper, to, uh, just, just as an example, you know, um, a landscaping client might think that a person's going to go online and search for their business by their company name, and that's, it's, it's not really the best way. If, if someone's searching for you by your company name, they already know about you, um, and that's not who we're typically going after. We're going after the people that want your, don't, know, don't know about your company so they're going to type in things like, you know, landscaping in Edmonton or whatever city you live in or landscapers or whatever the, the combination may be. And we're going to have you rank for those keywords. So what we're doing is bringing you the customers that don't know about your business but want your service. 
So they don't know who you are, but they are looking for what you do, and they just haven't necessarily decided on who they're going to choose or who's out there. So you help them really become findable uh, to their best customer. To their best customer, the most targeted people, because, I mean, when someone's searching for the service that you offer, that's a very, very targeted type of client, um, and, and how that's much different than, like, most companies buying advertising and say yellow pages or even radio or television ads. That's, that's a form of blanket advertising where they're putting out their company name to a bunch of people who may or may not be interested and may or may not be listening or, or watching TV. Um, the way we do it is it's the people who are actually looking for your service right now that we're targeting and we're bringing to your, to your website. Let me ask you this. One or two of the biggest misconceptions that the clients that you have and the market that's just out there who really needs this stuff have about uh, this thing called SEO. Um, Even before the misconceptions of SEO, I think there's a general uh, lack of knowledge of what SEO even is. I think it's still an industry that's very, very much in its infancy. A lot of the people, um, you know, that we talked to just in passing that, that, you know, when People ask you, hey, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? And we talk about, you know, we do SEO. A lot of people scratch their head. They don't even really know what it is. And I think that's the biggest part of it. But for the people who do know what SEO is, a lot of the misconceptions that we find is that people can just build a website, you know, and fill in a couple meta tag information. I don't even know if most people know what that is. But, um, you know, building a blog and, and just putting in certain keywords and, and sprinkling throughout their pages um, thinking that that's really what it takes to rank in SEO. Uh, content, a lot of people think that, you know, just having a lot of content and keeping content updated is what's going to do it for you. So I, I guess it's, it's a complete full understanding. The misconception in SEO is how to approach it uh, the right way. Um, people just don't know how to really truly do SEO. They, they've got all these ideas. And a lot of the ideas are parts of, of the whole equation, but they're not the whole equation. There's a lot of people that go out there and they'll, they'll search for how to do SEO and they'll get uh, either people that don't really know what they're talking about rehashing information or they'll get bad information and it just becomes a, you know, a, a process of trial and an error for them. And, and a lot of people end up thinking you know, either SEO doesn't work or, or it's, it's too hard to learn and they become frustrated. And I feel that that's where guys like myself can really come in and, and you know, educate people and help set people straight on, on what the proper techniques of SEO are. So it sounds like I think a lot of things I see too is uh, people are looking for that one thing. People are looking for the magic pill in so many different cases. But I don't think there's any – is there any one thing that you can do that just, boom, your website's on page one? Or is it just a series of things? It, it's typically a series of things. Um, there are instances, you know, if you were going to go search for a business that sells, you know, yellow chicken collars or, or, or something just completely out there that nobody does, uh, there's one thing you can do, and all you have to do is make the title of your page, you know, that one random thing. So in a very, very low competition uh, market, there's, it's, it's fairly easy to do. But for most businesses, um, their business is, is something that if they're not the only player in town and then that's not the only town that offers that service. So there's, there's just a whole bunch of other competition that exists out there and there's only 10 spots on the first page of Google. So there's definitely 
a series of things that we we have to go through in order to rank a client, um, including all the way back from keyword research, market analysis, first page competition analysis, uh, the business website analysis, and that's just to look at you know the picture of how easy or how hard is it going to be to get you onto page one if it's even possible. So there's there's no magic button. Uh, definitely not. Um, it's definitely a, a series of, of good information and good application of that information. You say there is a series of things that you can do uh, to rank, uh, some ranking methods, if I can call them that. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what are they? Um, basically, it's first of all getting an understanding of what it is that you want to be or should be ranking for um, and, and getting a full picture of the competition that exists, uh, the, the position that you're in with your website, you know, um, everything that's going on with your website, including how you've structured your content, your linking, uh, the links inside of your site, uh, the meta tag optimization, the content optimization. And then once you have all that stuff in place, you've analyzed the market, you understand that you can get into it, you do the stuff that you need to do to your website, from there it becomes a point of getting strategic partnerships in the form of backlinks typically is the strongest method that we use. And that's getting relevant uh, backlinks from relevant content websites that have authority and have trust in Google, meaning they've been around for a while. They've also got a lot of... um, inbound links to their sites from other trusted content sources. So it's a big spider web of relevancy uh, and, and content that we use to start building trust into a person's website in order for Google to see it as a trusted authority and then start climbing up the rankings. As competition starts getting more and more fierce from there, it becomes um, more of we have to add in a social aspect where, you know, the things like the Facebook and the Twitters and the LinkedIn's and Pinterest and all these other Web 2.0 properties, we call them, uh, creating an overall web presence that shows Google not only does this website have, you know, structured content and good authority, but it also has a social presence and it has people talking about it online uh, on things like the Facebooks, Twitters, and stuff like that. So it shows Google a, a very, very big picture that this this is a legitimate topic. This is a legitimate brand. It's trusted. It's talked about. It's worth ranking in Google. What I love about what you said is there's so many things you can do. You mentioned earlier about people who just you know, put a lot of content out there or they think they can just put keywords here or there. And what I love is I've seen uh, some of the sites that you've ranked. You actually do this for clients in a way that it is authoritative to the search engine. But what I love more is as a human being reading it. Um, I see all these amateur uh, that do this stuff, and when you read it, it's like nothing they wrote, nothing that's on the site is anything that a person in that market or in that, for that business would ever be interested in or would ever want to read. And I really, really love that about what you do, that the content you do put out there, uh, even though it's optimized, is also something that, is still for the marketplace. It's still got conversion in mind. Part of the thing that we're trying to do is please a couple different audiences at the same time. So definitely one of the audiences we want to please is Google. So we want to do the things, um, you know, structured so that when Google's reading over what we're doing, they understand 100% what, what this particular web page, not even website, but web page is about. We're focusing it very, very tightly 
Um, but the other audience that we're trying to please is actually the people that come to the website um, and and read the content. If everybody that visited the website just saw a bunch of you know crap content and garbledy gook, they're going to leave right away, um, and that's going to cause a couple issues. One thing that we look at is is, a, is called a bounce rate or a dwell time. It's how long it takes a person to leave your site. That's the that's the bounce rate. And dwell time is how long does a person stay on your site. So you want a low bounce rate and a high dwell time. And the way you're going to get that is by providing actual, helpful, relevant content to the people that are visiting your site. The second thing that it's going to do to help uh, is, is give people something to share. So when they get there and they find something that they feel you know, is relevant to their market, they're more inclined to, to do the, sh- the social sharing. So like the Facebook shares or the, the Twitter retweets or Pinterest boards and stuff like that. And when your content's solid and good and it pleases Google, uh, with, with a very, very tight focus, and people also start loving it and sharing it, you're just kind of getting that one-two punch combo where you're, you're pleasing both audiences and you're just gaining so much trust, authority, and social significance that, I mean, it's Google would be stupid not to rank it. And really that's what they're trying to do is create their ranking logarithm um, to create that sort of helpful viral sort of community because they know that's the stuff that people want and that's the stuff that Google, of course, wants to give them. They want to give people what they want, so it just works as a whole package together. So this is amazing. Uh, you got you actually have a workshop that you're planning, and one of the things you're planning on covering is private blog networks and off-site optimization, which I think is the one thing, the one area I don't think anybody really knows. I think it's like probably to most business owners, uh, and anybody who has a business online is probably the most not well-known thing. Keyword research, that's something that, you know, a lot of people kind of heard of in uh, in sales presentations when they're talking to pretty much any SEO company. But one thing they never get talked to about is private blog networks. First of all, let me ask you, what is a private blog network and why is it necessary or is it not always necessary? It's not always necessary. It is definitely probably my number one most powerful um, method of, of ranking a website. And I think a private blog network or a PBN, you'll, you'll hear them referred to a lot, is something that you hear a lot in the SEO industry um, in, in people that do do the work with SEO and do build PBNs. But when, when we're going to talk to a client and something and we tell them, you know, we're going to build you a PBN to help you rank your site, they, they really don't know what that is. Um, and basically a PBN or a private blog network is just – any number of websites or blogs, we usually build them on WordPress blogs, that a guy like me will go out and find old websites that used to be real websites and have the domain name was not renewed for whatever reason, so it comes up for resell again. So what guys like myself will do is we'll go and we'll pick up those domain names, we'll rebuild the site um, as close to the original site as it can and and matching in the content and we'll build multiple numbers of these things. So, you know, if, for instance, we had a lawyer client, we'd go out and look for a bunch of expired domains that dealt with law or, or those types of subjects and recreate those blogs. The purpose of them is to backlink to the website that we're trying to rank. And the reason that it works uh, is if you pick up the right type of PBN that has a lot of, like, the backlinks that, that I talked about earlier, uh, these old sites have age, so that's a trust factor in Google. They have a lot of relevant backlinks, which is a trust, um, or sorry, a ranking factor in Google. Uh, they have a uh, 
just big, a big history and a lot of internal stuff that they're all good ranking signals to Google. So one site is, is very powerful, but when you build you know, multiple sites, 5, 10, 20, even up to 100, I now have almost 100 uh, personal PBN websites that we use, and you start using these to link to the sites that you want to rank, it's like almost injecting your rankings with steroids. It's, it's just such a huge advantage because part of the Google algorithm of ranking is trust and, and the partnerships in the form of backlinks that a website has. So when we go take the best type of backlinks that Google looks for and we point them all at a website, it, it really just helps to boost the rankings in a really, really quick way. So isn't this black hat thing, I mean, there's so much controversy. If I, if I Google PBN or private blog networks, I hear horror stories of, oh, Google's cracking down and shutting down private blog networks. My question is, is this really, is this something that can last? Is it, um, is it wrong to do? Are they really able to shut this down? Um, what, what are your thoughts, I guess, on all that controversy? Yeah, yeah controversy. It is a controversial topic, definitely. Uh, there have been very, very, very large PBNs uh, up in the tens of thousands that people have built that have gotten entirely wiped out. Uh, one thing Google hates is people that try to game their system. They're trying to deliver uh, natural results based on you know people liking and linking naturally because it's good content. And, and the job of an SEO is to replicate that natural growth, but in a manufacturing so. so when people are going out there and building PBNs, um, it is a bit controversial because we know that Google doesn't like it, and if they do find out about it, they're going to do everything they can to wipe that out if they can find some sort of connection between every site. Um, it's, is it right or is it wrong? Like it's, it's not unlawful. I mean, you won't go to jail for building a PBN. Um, it's only right or wrong in Google's eyes because that's the search engine that's you know deciding how they want to rank sites, and it's it's the SEO or whoever's building the PBN that's deciding do I want to try to build a site naturally or do I want to take every advantage that I know exists and and use it, and a PBN is definitely one of them. Um, the difference between I think a PBN there used to be it's kind of a complicated thing, so if I stutter a bit, don't mind, but the old blog networks weren't PDNs. There's a difference between a blog network and a private blog network. Uh, the big ones that everybody's heard about getting wiped out were tens of thousands of sites, and they were all kind of hosted in the same environment, and they all had kind of a footprint that Google was very, Google was very easily able to identify. And once they found out what they were being used for, that's why they were able to wipe them out. A private blog network... I would say is definitely a smaller network of sites that, that an individual would, would own like myself. And we take so many measures to make sure that these sites are not at all leaving a footprint in Google, meaning we hide a lot of the information from Google, like where they're registered, where they're hosted. We change the IP addresses that they're hosted on. Uh, we even block certain people from being able to see these actual websites on the Internet. So if you typed in the domain, you wouldn't see the page. I mean, we go through a lot of measures to protect our PBNs because we know Google is out to get rid of them, um, but they work. So it's kind of a it's, – it's a hard question to answer on whether it will last um, 
you know, indefinitely or not. It, it just depends on how good Google becomes at detecting, um, you know, PBNs and, and people using PBNs. So as long as there's always going to be the two sides to every coin, you know, like Google's got an amazing web spam team that's going out looking for people that do this sort of thing, but there's always the other group of people that are always reverse engineering Google and figuring out how can we hide and how can we take advantage. So that that kind of yin-yang relationship, I, I believe, is always going to exist, and whoever's ahead of the curve um, is going to benefit from them. PBNs are just, they've, they've been for a long time and are still such a strong ranking factor that I don't see them going away anytime soon. And as long as you have all the correct information to protect yourself with them, they're going to remain one of the top ways in, uh, to rank a website. That, that's really, really awesome. I think, um, you know, I appreciate uh, elaborating on that because, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that people do run across. You don't want them to be like, oh, no, what's going on? I also feel like, you know, sometimes when you go search for some of this stuff that is controversial, it's always a question to me of, you know, is Google just letting this information get out there because it's their only way of attacking? They just scare everybody uh, to stop them to do it. Do you feel like that's something that does happen? I absolutely believe Google will stoop to amazing levels to get people to admit things that they shouldn't admit. Um, I forget the exact details, but I know a while back Google had sent out an email uh, to anybody that was verified in Webmaster Tools asking them to make certain changes uh, to their website. And I, 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 like I said, I forget the exact details, but I believe their sole purpose was actually to find out which people would react to their emails and and, and to help them identify who are these people that are building PBNs or are doing certain things. So myself personally, um, I don't really, I don't do anything Google asks me to do because I believe that if I do that, there it, it it helps them to identify me in whatever way that they're trying to identify me with. And right, a lot of the times, what I like to do is just sit back. And I'm, of course, I'm in the SEO community, so I belong to, you know, hundreds of lists and marketers, um, you know, forums and stuff like that. And I like to sit back and let other people kind of take that, that punch for me and then see what's happening and then react to their reactions rather than to just do what Google says right away. I don't, I don't love giving Google um, any information about what I do at all. And you definitely, definitely are connected to the, absolute best in the industry. So that's actually very refreshing. So um, what do you think is the main reason that a company or person that you do help, that you can help the most, uh, doesn't buy from you? Is it, you know, price, time, commitment? What would you say it was? It's probably just, it's either price or belief. Like, I mean, anybody would be willing to spend any amount of money if they knew with 100% certainty they they were going to double their money. There's no question in that. So I think a lot of it would, would come down to belief and trust in, in me and who I am and what I can do. Um, and for me, the only way to combat that is basically with past results. So I just show any new clients like, look, here's what I've done in the past, and this is what I'm going to do for you. But as far as you know, you willing being willing to take the risk with me and spend your money with me, that's something that you're just going to have to figure out on your own um, because I don't provide guarantees to anybody because I simply don't own Google and I can't guarantee that I'm going to rank your website in Google. I just know what I've done in the past and I see, you know, with, with the analysis that I do on the websites, I see based on what I've seen in the past and based on what I see right now, 
here's my expectation of what I think I can do for you. Um, it, it's up to the, each individual person if they decide, you know, do I want to spend this money or do I not want to spend this money? It comes down really to trust for me and them. That's the most honest answer I've had uh, from anybody in SEO because everybody wants you to think that uh, you've got the magic pill and it's all 100% guaranteed, but then you read a contract and you realize they lied to you. And I love that, you know, you might do contracts, but what's in those is all the things you said anyway, and I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so, so what would you say, uh, how did you get into this? What was the turning point for you? Um. It's hard to say exactly what. There wasn't one specific thing that I could pinpoint that, that led me into SEO. I have been in Internet marketing for such a long time, since I was 18 years old. Um, I remember logging onto the Internet for the first time and typing in how to make money online because I just saw so much opportunity there. And I used to do stuff like build email lists and, and build software programs and, and those sorts of things. But I got out of... Um, internet marketing for a while just because I was sick of sitting at a computer alone. <laughs> I don't have an office. I don't have friends. I don't have Christmas parties, uh, which I, I actually kind of miss. So I got out of it. And I went into things like, you know, uh, construction. And then I was bartending for a little bit just because I wanted to be, become so much more social. Um, and through doing those things, I realized, you know, I really, really want to get back online because I love being my own boss. I love um, you know, just doing things my way and not having to answer to people. And I think that when I reapproached internet marketing, it may have just even been an email or or something that led me to a guy named George Brown. He was a really young kid at the time that he was doing SEO. He was he was building little three to five page websites that sold um, you know other people's products, and he would collect like a thirty to fifty percent commission. And the way he was getting traffic to his websites was was through SEO and, and ranking his, his websites. And I just found I've always known that traffic was was the real root of online part of online marketing. Without traffic, you're nothing. And the way that I used to build traffic was to build lists, and and even to build the list, you need traffic. So it becomes this like kind of chicken or egg theory. But with SEO, um, I saw it as a way to build, you know sustainable traffic through search engines um, and it, it just really really interested me and once I got into it I started you know following kind of the path of success you know well if George Brown is successful who did, who did he learn from and, and then so on and so forth which led me into the group that I'm in now which is OMG and I think they're just you're absolutely right these are the top SEOs in the world and it just really opened up the doors for me for for internet marketing and it was so, it's so fun, it's so challenging, it's so rewarding. Um, I can take on clients now, which what I wasn't able to do before. It just became kind of the right place at the right time, and, and it's something that just stuck, and I stuck with it. And even to the point where, you know, I've gotten my girlfriend involved with it and taught her everything that I know, and she's become so helpful to me in helping me run my business that we're both free now, you know, doing our own business and, and growing quickly. So it's no one thing. It was just kind of the path that we took, and here we are today doing SEO and, and loving it. So if people want to reach out to you or find out more, where can they go? How can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can go to my uh, my company website, so it's positiononemarketing.com, 
and they can there's an email form on there and uh, they can look me up that way and shoot me an email or, or phone me and, and if they want to chat about SEO or anything I'm, uh, I'm always around perfect so if you are in the Edmonton Alberta area or anywhere around the world where you know that being on page one of Google uh, could help you to reach out to the customers you serve uh, definitely uh, contact reach out to Ian uh, Herkelson uh, at position1marketing.com definitely has some uh, fantastic information and can definitely help you uh, to reach your goals. Thanks for listening to Insta Leaders Radio. To hear all episodes featuring industry leaders and visionaries, visit us online at instaleadersradio.com today.